guys, welcome to episode 131 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by one of the UK's brightest stars, Nightshade. Now let's chat! Hello everybody, today I am joined by one of the UK's brightest stars, Nightshade. I guess that's kind of contradictory to call you the brightest star, but you know, it works. So how are you doing today, Nightshade? (laughs) I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. And for everybody listening, this is going down in the history books as Nightshade's first ever podcast slash interview. So this is a special occasion. So I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. We got a lot to discuss. How are you feeling though? You feeling okay? Yes, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You are taking my podcast virginity. But I'm very excited. I'm really happy to be here. So thank you. Of course. Now, firstly, I know you're all about positivity, as it says in your Twitter bio. So how have you managed to stay positive throughout this crazy last year in the world? It has been hard. I'm not going to lie. It has been difficult. But I do. I'm so thankful for my health and my family's health. And I'm so thankful for my happiness. So I've just been spending a lot of time with my family because thankfully they're around me at the moment. And every every time I have a bad day, I just try and think, you know, days will get better, things will get back to normal. I'm so lucky to be in the position that I am. So lucky to have my health. So yeah, I'm not finding it too difficult, which is really good. Now, a lot of people, especially in this last year, the world have picked up new hobbies or picked up on old hobbies since they had more time at home so have you rekindled any past hobbies or kind of struck upon new hobbies you found (laughs) during time in quarantine especially in the UK yeah so I actually got a switch for my birthday okay a lot of people have been doing gaming yeah yeah and oh my gosh I wanted one so badly but I did I couldn't justify spending the money on it so my boyfriend actually got it for my birthday okay so I've been binge playing Animal Crossing I had it on the DS when I was a kid and I absolutely loved it like I played it every single day for years and now playing as an adult with the new version makes me so happy and it's such a sweet like innocent game so I really enjoy it (laughs) You know, I still, I feel like I'm one of those people who has, everybody else has played Animal Crossing and yet I haven't. I got into the Among Us trend though. So at least I have that, but I've never played Animal Crossing. Do you play anyone else on there? I can't believe you haven't played it before. I know. (laughs) It's so good. But I do think it makes it even better that I have that nostalgia from Mm -hmm. it. I think if it wasn't for that, I might not enjoy it as much. But... I just love it. I really do. <laughs> now, were you much of a gamer growing up or did you only play like a little bit? I played a little bit. Okay. I had a couple of games that I hold so close to my heart. Um, I still actually have my PlayStation 2. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And the first lockdown, I actually played it a lot. Me and my sister were like best friends. We had this Disney skate skateboarding game. And it was the best. And we actually completed it in the first lockdown, which was like a lifelong goal of mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I actually bought GTA for PlayStation 2 as well. I love Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) And that was so good. So I've always been into games, but I'm not like a gamer girl. I can't. I'm not good at the shooting games. No, I'm terrible at them too. I'm still old school where I only know how to function like the Wii. Or like a handheld oh my one. Gosh, I yeah. my brother has an Xbox, and I don't know how to use any of the controls. So unless they're on the Wii or like a little Switch <laughs> or something or DS, I I don't know how it works. So I'm old and that's school. what I love about the Switch. It's so like family friendly. Yeah, I really and even though I'm an adult now, I really enjoy like Mario. I really enjoy like wholesome games, mm-hmm. and I think that the Switch is just perfect for that. But you, she likes to throw in a little GTA too. 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I do. But I do actually prefer old school games that are like third person. Like, you know, when you can actually see the character yeah. on the screen mm-hmm. and you don't have to have this looking around nonsense because I'm really hard with like the two toggles. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, all the games, it's like third first person, like through the player's eyes. Mm-hmm. And I find it really hard to like look up and down whilst I'm also trying to walk. And I find that really difficult. Yeah, well, with GTA, you get to see the actual person like doing it. It's not like through their eyes. So yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, a lot so of much better, yeah, so. yeah. I miss. I'm really. I feel like a lot of my games I was into too were like the more innocent type of. Was never into like the shooting type, like just dance, yeah. like Wii Sports, like a couple WWE games, obviously, but nothing oh, too crazy. Absolutely. So I feel like we're on the same wavelength <laughs> there. Okay. I have to ask you a question. Okay. Are you a Harry Potter fan? I am not, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Disconnect. <laughs> I absolutely love Harry Potter. That makes me so sad. Have you, have you seen any of them? I've tried to watch them. I'm just really not into like the sci-fi magical. Like, oh. That's just me personally. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Disconnect. <laughs> Oh, well, I had a Harry Potter game when I was younger, and it was actually on the PC. Mm -hmm. It was the Chamber of Secrets. No, it wasn't. It was the Philosopher's Stone, which is the first first Harry Uh Potter. And I played that for years and years. Like, it's probably the first game I actually have memory of, and it was on our actual PC. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, though. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do understand it, because watching them again now, like... I think I enjoyed it so much because I was growing up with them. Yeah. And my dad used to read me the books as a bedtime story. Okay, yeah. And me and my sister, like, went and watched almost every film in the cinema. And we just had such a connection with them. And as the films were getting older, we were getting older, a bit more spicy, you know. So, yeah, I understand if you didn't have that, it's hard to recreate that. For the Harry Potter fans out there, though, what was your favorite movie from that series? <gasps> I don't know if I can choose. Me and how, my how about two? Have... Oh, I still don't know if I can choose. <laughs> <laughs> I personally really like the fifth film. Okay. Um, the Order of the Phoenix. But I feel as though I really liked that one because my sister would never let us watch it because she was a bit scared of it. (laughs) So I'm exposing her now. Mm -hmm. She was really frightened of Dolores. So she never let me watch a film. And I think when you can't have something, you just enjoy it that little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when they started to turn, well, maybe not started to turn a lot, darker but they were getting much darker at this point and I remember thinking like what is going to happen to the Harry Potter wizarding world fair enough now we are talking about keeping positive and all that and I know a lot of people use music as an escape too or to keep their spirits up so what is your personal music taste like I'm really curious I do have a wide variety when it comes to music taste I feel like everybody says that but I actually just enjoy music as a whole. Whatever is on, I can snap my fingers to and have a little whistle to, you know. But I really like old school music. Okay. For me, it's like Britney Spears, Shakira, Shakira. Mm-hmm. That sort of era, like the Britney's Baby One More Time album, I adore so much. Now that actually came out when I was born. So <laughs> 97, oh if I'm I thinking think, correctly, hit me baby. I think time. it was the first yeah. CD I ever had. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still have it in a drawer and I absolutely love it. Like if I'm in a bit of a funk, I'll put on Britney Spears and my favorite like sing along songs. So um, yeah, I really like that sort of era. Now, is Britney like your go-to karaoke artist? Or do you have, everybody has that one go-to karaoke song, I feel like. What is yours? <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. <laughs> but oh, I would say okay. my go-to karaoke song would be My Heart Will Go On 
Okay. <laughs> Every night. Celine Dion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great song, though. I love that. <laughs> Not that I can hit any of the notes. Yeah. We pretend but... we can, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in my mind, I sound just like her. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I love it. It's such a classic power ballad. You can get the whole, the whole place swaying along with you and joining in. So... It's got you, to be a bit of Celine Dion. Do you know what? I'm one of those people that likes the emotional types of music too for like you can belt, even though we can't really belt out, but it, it makes <laughs> it more fun because then you can sway and I get like the dancing ones, but mine is like a lot of Beyonce and like Leona Lewis are my go-to ones. Yeah, what's yours? Yeah. Um, do you have a song? I have two. Uh, if I Were a Boy by Beyonce, I get really oh, into that. And nice, then Bleeding Love nice. by Leona Lewis. So they're more like oh. R&B songs. So kind of along <laughs> the same lines is nothing to like dance, yeah. you know? So I actually have a really embarrassing about Bleeding Love, Leona Lewis. Okay. <laughs> story. Um, when I was younger, I used to curl my hair and I had these really crappy like hair colors that would, wouldn't heat up very well. Mm. And for each strand of hair, I would sing the whole Bleeding Love chorus. And that's when I would then take my hair off the curler. That, that's a so long, like, okay. <laughs> it's a long time, yeah. for like 25 seconds. <laughs> Didn't it fry your hair? Thankfully, I didn't. Okay. But yeah, I definitely can do that now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've dyed my hair and colored my hair, like strained it, curled it, you name it. Like hair's a mess. It gets a mess after a while. But yeah. wow. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't have like heat damage or, well, I don't know. Maybe you're. I mean, I think I was about 13 <laughs> years old. So I definitely oh did have. Oh my God. Heat I love that though. And it, I think it was like a 10 pound curler I bought from yeah. Woolworths. So, that yeah that goes to show how old it was because Woolworths is a shop we mm-hmm. had this closed down everyone was devastated when it yeah. closed <laughs> in the how- UK yeah talking about hair though I feel like we all went through phases of like coloring our hair obviously you have orange hair so have you ever dyed your hair like a crazy color whether it be just like when you were younger or for wrestling I have. Okay. I have dyed my hair almost every color you can imagine. Okay. Which I think is actually really shocking to think of because I've had my natural hair color for so yeah. long in wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I first dyed my hair when I was 13 because my parents, my sister used to beg and beg. She's older than me, by the way. She used mm. to beg for our parents to let her dye her hair. And they said, you know what? When you turn 13, you, you become a teenager We'll let you dye your hair once. <laughs> and then it turned into many, so, many times, probably. Yeah, yeah. So I turned 13 and I was like, Mom, Dad, you let my sister do it. You have to let me dye my hair. And I have literally dyed it black, blonde. I had a phase where I had pillar box red hair, hmm. like bright, bright red. Um, and I also went through a little phase when I was in school. I had my jet black hair. I had I bleached my fringe, and I had my fringe oh different my colors. Okay. Like I had it purple, I had it blue, I had it pink. It's really embarrassing now to look back, but I'm glad I got it out of my system. But it's also a way of expressing yourself. I'm just still struck at the fact. Now, were you like a platinum blonde, like a like a yes. honey blonde, a platinum blonde? Okay. Yeah, I I went through, it's funny because I've been through most stages of life. I've been through my <laughs> real emo phase, but I also went through a bit of a Barbie stage. Okay. And I had bleach blonde, like bleach blonde platinum and hair extensions. Oh my God. So, I just, yeah, I'm just i envisioning that right now. It just, yeah. It's just so different from right now, like your current character in wrestling who's so dark, but Nightshade is the real person. I just, that's, I'm just envisioning it right now. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> wouldn't suit me now. And I don't even think it suits me then, to be honest. <laughs> it, it's, it's okay. I feel like we all went through. I even in high school, this is a nightmare story. I think I was like a sophomore in high school and I, everybody was doing like the dip dye, you know, where it would be the end of your oh, hair. Yeah. So I bought one 
one yeah. of those cheap like things and colored it and it was pink so it, like top half of my hair was brown then it was oh. pink and then i go to sleep and then the next day it's all over my pillow and i have one strand of pink left i'm like uh, i was i was so mad <laughs> that's the thing with crazy colors yeah. they actually do go all over i know brain. it was talking the dip dye i've actually never told anyone this but I'm considering dyeing my hair for wrestling. Oh, okay. I know. I know. It's a real, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. Yeah. But I used to have, so this is my natural hair now. And I've had my natural hair for, I would say about two, maybe two and a half years. But I used to have really long hair extensions in Mm. my natural color. I don't know if you've seen that phase. I had extensions down to like my butthole mm-hmm. <laughs> like so long <laughs> such long hair and I absolutely adored it and I miss them every single day but it just wasn't doing my natural hair much good mm-hmm. but I'm so tempted to get my hair extensions back and to dip dye the ends to look like fire oh I that would be a beautiful ombre oh my god <sighs> right so I'm thinking like my natural hair is my natural hair yes and then it go bright orange down to like bright red, bright maybe red. even down to burgundy. Oh, okay. Just for those. Or maybe ends, even like yeah. chuck a bit of yellow in mm-hmm. there. I'm not sure, you know. But I I've really thought about it. I just don't know if I have the guts to do it. Oh, that would be so beautiful. It'd be like a, a sunset too, kind of. Oh, you you have yeah. to look. I don't want to convince you to do it, but I'm a big supporter, <laughs> a big fan of it. I'm rooting for it. Because I'm like so fiery mm-hmm. as a my persona. Yeah. And I have like my flame gear. Mm-hmm. And I just think it would really suit me. It would bring it all together. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit <laughs> different as well. I know a lot of wrestlers have colored hair, but mm-hmm. I thought it would be something that's a little different, you know. And it embodies everything that like your wrestling character is. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious though too. You mentioned like hair extensions. So I have never had hair extensions. Now, do you have any stories of them like falling out or something happening in a match like with your hair extensions or with your hair <laughs> or something like that? I feel like you have to have yeah, I okay. used to wrestle when I was a lot younger. I used to wrestle mm-hmm. with clip-in extensions, which was always always a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me. But I remember I once had a match with Shikara and I it was one of my first ever IPW matches, actually. And I gave her just like a snap suplex. And I sat up all cocky, like, ha, 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 ha. Look at that suplex I just mm-hmm. did. And my whole string of hair extensions oh laying God. on the canvas, like not a little, not a little strand, the ho- almost oh my, my entire weave oh was my God. laying on the canvas. And I was so embarrassed. I don't even remember what I did, but I was, yeah, I was really embarrassed. Oh my God. I can't imagine. We've seen it sometimes on the grander stage, but it, it's one of those things that you don't see a lot. And it's like one of those backstage things where it's probably yeah. really stressful. You're probably like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons that really pushed me to get them permanently glued into my head. Mm-hmm. Because at least then if you lose them, it's just like a thick strand. Yeah. It's not, not like the a whole full thing. on, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and if, for those who can't see right now, she's taking some <laughs> drink right now after that story. She's like, I don't want to remember that. Oh my God, that's <laughs> funny though. But talking about your wrestling persona, can you kind of g- describe your wrestling character for those who maybe aren't as familiar with your work as Nightshade? Yeah, so Nightshade is a bit of a psycho. She's got a very fiery personality. She's really intense. She loves beating the crap out of people, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah, anything will trigger her to just go off on one and beat people up. So that's really what Nightshade is all about. Now, fun fact, I have actually been watching you for almost two years now since 2019, like with your work with Eve and Sanitarium. After I followed Jade, I found you and Shax. So can you tell me, I, I really want to know more about how the original Sanitarium, like how did you guys come together and came up with this team name? I really want to know. Yeah, so I hate to disappoint, but it was actually, we were 
I got a booking from Wrestling Resurgence, okay. which is a really cool promotion mm-hmm. over here that I love working for. And they said, hey, we want to create a woman's stable and we want it to be you, Jaden and Shax. Do you have any ideas what we could do or how we could go about it? And we collectively decided of the name Sanitarium. We thought it was a really cool, cool, cool name. I love it. Um, so it was kind of given to us in a way. We knew it would be the three of us mm-hmm. and we just rolled on it from there. Oh, like you don't understand how much I love you guys. Like, especially really to- yes, I like I found Jade first and then I found you guys, and I feel like I'm more drawn to the darker characters in wrestling, especially yeah. there's a lot of amazing people in the UK scene, but I feel like I'm more drawn to the darker characters for some reason. So I loved watching your work and then Shaq's got an opportunity with NXT UK, I believe. I remember yeah. that. And then I was just like, okay, I I gotta follow all of them. So it was a great time. Oh <laughs> we me and Jade actually kicked Shaq's I know. <laughs> I know. So it's now <laughs> a two-person band is just me and jade we've actually had quite a lot of history me and jade we are from the same sort of area okay so we've been around each other a lot not necessarily resting against each other yeah but we've always had a lot of chemistry i feel and she is one of my best friends in wrestling um so we always wanted to be a tag team we've actually mm-hmm. tag teamed in the past before mm-hmm. sanitarium yeah and we couldn't think of a name, so we called ourselves Night Jade. <laughs> Night, okay, okay. But now with Sanitarium, we're a lot more, it's a lot more, yeah, of a well-oiled machine, so. And for those who don't know, Jade is known as the Poison Princess on the UK, she, on the UK scene, and she's incredible. She now, is, yeah. Now, speaking, really of, is. speaking of that vacant, since you guys have a vacant slot in Sanitarium now, if you had the opportunity to perhaps add a new member to Sanitarium from anywhere in the world, who would you choose and why? Do you know, I think I would keep Sanitarium just the way it okay. is. I know okay. it's there's so many incredible people mm-hmm. that could fill that spot, and I think having three people is quite different Mm -hmm. but I find I really want me and Jade to work a lot more as a tag team and that's something I really wanted to develop once wrestling comes back I really want us to become a real established Mm -hmm. tag team like I have high hopes for us you know so I really hope Sanitarium becomes like the tag team so I reckon I would either leave that spot vacant or have, if I was, if I had to have a third, I would have like a manager. Okay. So they just manage us. We, we do the nitty gritty, but they could, I was going to say be the mouthpiece, but Jay's got quite a big mouth. That, that is true. She's very <laughs> And I can like. also, if <laughs> the right scenario comes yeah. about. So yeah, I think we'd, just have like some big burly security guard okay but i like sanitarium being just me and jade for now that's fair though you talk about becoming an established team on the uk scene what are your thoughts on this kind of rise of women's tag teams in the uk such as yourselves we see pretty little killers angels of the night has come about in the last year and wrestle in established wrestle friends they're incredible so what are your kind of thoughts on this rise in women's tag teams in the uk i absolutely love it i've always been a big fan of tag team matches i think having those two extra people gives it such an interesting dynamic Mm -hmm. and there's so many ways to go the story and will they or won't they betray each other you know they're going to split up are they going to stay tag teams forever so I love that women's tag teams are becoming so much more predominant especially in the UK scene and as I would love to do more tag team matches it's only going to be great for us because we will hopefully be able to wrestle some of the really good tag teams out there as well yeah there's a lot of moving parts in tag team wrestling because it's a lot different from one-on-one to now you have potentially four or even like six people if you're doing trios so there's a lot of moving parts so for you was there a big difference like when learning the dynamics of tag team wrestling compared to one-on-one for you 
yeah, there was a big difference. And I'm still trying to iron it out completely. I still definitely make mistakes in tag team mm-hmm. matches. And I think, oh, why didn't I tag her there? Mm-hmm. What was I doing? Or why did I let her get the tag? Why did I let her get away from me? Or So I'm definitely still trying to iron it out. But it is different to a singles match, definitely. And you have to be so much more spatially aware, which is quite difficult to adjust to because usually you're used to having this big ring all by yourself. And especially if you're wrestling in a slightly smaller ring, it can get quite difficult. But I do find I just enjoy it so much. I really do. I know, especially, I'm just really proud too. Like we've seen some teams break up, obviously like woke Queens got broken up because oh, but, but they're fantastic. But I feel like even with the introduction of NXT UK, we do obviously some stars have been pulled away from it, but we've seen, I feel like such a rise like before the pandemic, like started and everything. Like, like I said, we have sanitarium, we have pretty little killers. We have angels of the night who are pretty new and we have the established wrestle friends we had medusa complex although that's kind oh, of in, in limbo yeah. right now because they're in two different parts of the world no. but um <laughs> it just like it's just a testament though to the talent on the uk britain scotland ireland scene that there are so many women's wrestlers like alone and plus now they're a focal point is the women's tag team division so hopefully you know there can be more women's tag team titles in promotions there's a couple but i feel like now women are becoming more of a focal point in the tag team division so that's definitely and i think that's awesome because i would love to see women you know against male tag teams Mm -hmm. and all intergender and it creates so many more possibilities for that and i also think because women's spots are becoming so much more in companies, which is amazing. It's a way to be a little bit different, especially when we look at Eve, you know, their tag team matches stand out because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's singles matches. Mm -hmm. So it makes it so exciting. I know. And there's this one match that stands out with tag teams with Eve. I think it was Medusa complex against Viper and Kaylee Ray. And they were doing something. It was like not the gophers, but like not whack-a-mole, but with like one of the moles, they were just doing fun things. And they even did twister. (laughs) They've done so many fun (laughs) things. So do you have any like fun memories within your time in Eve then? Not necessarily like a crazy match, but do you have any fun memories? I absolutely do. Have you seen my match for She Won, I believe it was, me versus Angel Hayes? Yeah. Yeah. We, Chris Wolf made into a death match last minute, and she <laughs> had all sorts of wacky and wild mm-hmm. props. And oh my gosh, I think that is probably the funnest match I've had mm-hmm. in my career wrestling. And we had a carrot and we had a dolphin toy and we had a big stick. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of innovation there. And that was just, it was funny because it was so not nightshade, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely loved it. I think I did crack quite a few times actually within that match. I mean, I don't blame you for cracking. Sometimes you get caught up in the moment and when you're having fun, you're having fun, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but that was definitely yeah one that stands out very clearly in my mind and I always will I think <laughs> I I love a lot of those matches too because obviously wrestling is athletic and competitive and stuff but I feel like Eve has a good balance and a lot of promotions have a good balance of not comedy wrestling, but taking it back. And it's not as intense. Like you guys are legitimately having fun out there and you can tell. Yeah. So like you said, you cracked. That was just meaning you were taking a legitimate time to have fun and like feed into the moment. So I love moments yeah. like that. It balances everything out and everything is so serious or so coordinated. You guys can actually enjoy yourselves out there. So it's really fun to see. And that's one of my favorite things. I love Eve so much and I feel so lucky that I am able to work for them. I, it's one of my dream companies to work for. And I'm so happy to say that I've achieved that. But I think one of the things they do so perfectly is that they have bad ass, hard hitting, incredible wrestling matches. Mm -hmm. And then they have comical matches Mm -hmm. that, will engage any sort of audience, whether you're a wrestling fan or you've never even watched wrestling in your life. 
And I think that's what's so special about it. Yeah, they balance everything out. Like I said, they were playing Twister in the ring for, for a match. It was so fun to I see know. because you see so many serious characters like doing this comedy stuff that you don't necessarily get to see a lot. So it's fun to see them break out of their shell and like a new yeah. a new side of their character too. It's really, really fun to see. Oh, it makes me Definitely. so happy. <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh, now bringing it back earlier you said that when i asked you if you could have a third participant in the sanitarium that you guys would love to have a manager now if you could choose any celebrity to be your manager for the night for a sanitarium who did you think you would choose and why oh i actually don't know that's really a really difficult question i'm not sure honestly okay. i don't keep up all that much with like celebrity pop culture my friends always think i'm like they always take the mick out of me <laughs> because i don't really know that many celebrities and they're always going on about their celebrity crushes and i'm like i don't even know who that is or i don't even recognize that celebrity so i'm not really one to talk about you could say britney spears technically do you know who i actually think would be fabulous <laughs> okay and would really get the crowd in, coming to think of it. Cardi B. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be interesting to see Cardi B in sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to make it a bit lighter. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine with her like fake nails? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll hold your earrings, girl. <laughs> she can sing you guys out to the ring too. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just imagine Jade like I don't know doing something with like with her hat or something with Cardi B. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a wise choice actually. <laughs> hey, but it, it would be unique. It would be creative. It would it would stand out. So yeah, it's all about it that. Would. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. So switching gears here, obviously you have had your experience on the UK scene for a while, but is there any other opponents from around the world that you have your eyes kind of on facing potentially for a dream match someday? Oh, I find this a really tough question. I There's so many incredible wrestlers mm -hmm. that I really, really want the chance to wrestle. And when I think about it, I really can't think of just one or two, um, but you can have a list. I would. Mm -hmm. ab <laughs> I am in love with stardom at the moment. I would absolutely love to wrestle for stardom, and I think their division is just incredible. incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I was really lucky to go over to, to Japan in 2019 November, just yeah. before. Mm -hmm. COVID hit um, and it was the best experience of my life and that just really made me want to wrestle there even more than I ever knew I wanted to. It was always a huge goal but actually going and seeing it just really made me realise that I have to go there. I really, really do. Now which faction so, do you think you fit into? Odeo Thai. Okay. Absolutely. Good, good choice. No, no question about good choice. it. <laughs> I mean, I adore Tokyo Cyber Squad, but could you imagine Nightshade in it? Like I said, though, you bring <laughs> a dynamic to the group, though. It's versatility, <laughs> no. right? But no, I, I get yeah. you. I, I love them, obviously. <laughs> you can't Me tell too. the shirt I'm wearing is Jamie Hayter, though. But yeah. I know. I love yeah, it. I love them. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Now, Thank taking you. it back to kind of the basics, since this is your first podcast slash interview, I suppose the listeners would want to know when or how did you first get introduced to professional wrestling? As you know, you've been traveling the world. You have very well established yourself on the UK scene. But where did it all begin for you with pro wrestling? I remember it so vividly. Okay. Me and my sister were obsessed with gladiators. And we ran home to go and watch the no new episode of Gladiators. And we turned on the TV, I was 12 at this time. 
no, none of our family had ever been interested in wrestling or watched wrestling. I didn't have any brothers, so wrestling was never in our household. So we decided to turn on Gladiators about 15 minutes before the show started. And Raw was on. And I just remember it was right at the main event entrance, <laughs> the main event entrances. And it was Triple H versus Randy Orton. Oh, okay. And I sat there as 12-year-old Lucy Nightshade. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is this? And me and my sister just looked at each other. I couldn't believe our eyes really. It was the first time we'd ever watched wrestling. And we watched the whole entire main event. And we just thought this was the most incredible thing we'd ever seen and from that moment at 12 me and my sister became obsessed with it and we watched every single WWE show that we could we would even watch Raw and Smackdown that week Mm -hmm. and then watch the hourly recap that they used to have like the superstars and Mm that we would watch it again and again and from that moment I became truly obsessed with wrestling who are some of the standout talent from that time? So now I'm assuming this is maybe mid-2000s, mid-early 2000s, then I'm assuming at this point, maybe? Um, yeah, definitely. So I think it was 2009. Yeah, 2009, I reckon. Are we the same age? I started I'm watching. Okay, I turned 24 in October. Okay. <gasps> no way. So I started watching in 2009 too, summer <gasps> of 2009. Now it was SmackDown. Oh my god. Okay. So y- my first memory of Randy Orton is Legacy. So yeah. I loved Legacy so much. That was literally my first memories of wrestling, also. I actually have a really funny story. Okay. We begged our dad to take us to see WWE Live. Yeah. Because, like I said, from that moment, we were obsessed and we wanted everything wrestling we possibly could. So he finally took us to a house show that they had here in a Butlins, which is like a holiday camp. And you could stay for a couple of days. And he thought it would be nice to like, make it into a holiday for us. And I remember the main event was Legacy. Don't say DX. Versus, Don't say yeah. And Versus Kofi, DX. like DX. Yes. Okay. Okay. After you tell this, okay, go on. Okay. So me and my sister, we both had legacy shirts, and it was a house show. And we we're pretty fr- near to the front, um, and legacy were the villains. And back then, nobody cheered the villains. No. And the whole match. Me and my sister were absolutely hollering at the legacy, like, Legacy, we love you! (laughs) Cheering them, and it got to the point where every single other person in the stadium was booing the legacy. There were literally, people around us were looking at us like, what are you doing? And it wasn't normal to boo, to cheer the villains yeah but we were just so in love with them and it was like the best faction ever that is like okay so we started watching wrestling around the same time my first ever live event was around christmas time 2009 it was on the holiday tour and one of the matches was dx and kofi versus legacy and now i had not gotten into liking legacy that yet at that point because i didn't understand like the whole heel face dynamic yet i I was just 12 years old um so obviously i had my dx glow sticks (laughs) and everything and my dx sign but yeah. my first memory of Randy Orton and Legacy at a live event, DX pants Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase. <laughs> so 12-year-old me, and I was sitting in the hundreds. So that was my first ever um, memory of Randy Orton and Legacy was seeing their bare buttocks. Oh, my But that God. is so crazy that it was, like, the same time we got into it. I can't believe that. I'm shook right now. <laughs> and I remember as well that first show when we turned on the TV to watch the Gladiators yeah. and wrestling was on. I didn't know who I loved more, 
Triple H or Randy Orton. Yeah. I was just so mesmerized mm-hmm. by it. I can't believe we started watching it at the same time. Yeah, Jeff Hardy and CM Punk was... I started watching... <sighs> I didn't know Raw really was a thing, to be honest. But yeah, Jeff Hardy <laughs> and CM Punk was the first match I ever saw. But then, I'm really yeah. going to expose myself. <laughs> I genuinely thought when I was older, I would marry Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and my sister was going to marry Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jeff, I love you. I love Jeff so much, as you can see. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, oh my God. I loved him so Mm -hmm. much. And he was obviously so charismatic. Obviously, yes. But I just thought he was so exciting. And I think he was one of my first ever actual crushes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I had never properly really hardcore fancied someone yeah. on TV before until I met Jeff Hardy. That, that is fair. <laughs> I don't know how much he got into following them, but they used to have, like, the Hardy show and, like, the Hardy Boys DVDs mm-hmm. that they would, like, bring out. Yeah. And I remember... My I Life, sit- My Rules, something was Jeff's, like, C- DVD, My Life, My Rules, and something, yeah. Yes! Yeah. And I used to sit and watch all the free clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I remember once I, for one of my birth, I think it might have been my 13th birthday, actually. So we're, like, a year into obsessing mm-hmm. with wrestling. And I begged my dad for my birthday for him to buy me the ultimate collection, which was every single DVD. And I think it was about... It was expensive. I, I think bet. it was like a hundred and fifty pounds, and we also had to get shipped from America and pay like customs. Oh yes, it's probably like twenty, thirty dollars more. Yeah, literally, and you had to like pay based on the weight as well, yeah. how big the parcel was. Oh but my I god! Being like, Daddy, please, 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 and he got it for me, and I watched those DVDs <laughs> for so <I'm> long. <laughs> They were incredible. They really were. Oh, no. <laughs> My first wrestling DVD was Randy Orton, Evolution of a Predator, which I still have. So, nice. Yeah, that was, oh, it makes me emotional. I missed the the true actual DVDs, but, you know, not oh, many things have too. DVD players anymore. So I have a few wrestling I DVDs, but I collected a lot of wrestling magazines, like subscription to WWE Magazine for like three years before they stopped oh, doing it. Like I have, I still yes. have every single issue. <laughs> yeah. I still have the first ever Shimmer DVD. Really? The first ever. Because my sister actually found, she was a lot more technolo- tech- yeah. technological than me. Yeah. She's 18 months older than me. So we're so close in age. We really are like the best of friends. Um, but she discovered Shimmer online and we bought almost all of their DVDs up until really getting up into the numbers. And yeah. we loved shimmer it was one of the first like indie promotions Mm -hmm. we'd found and it being all women as well we were just so shocked Mm -hmm. and it was that when I thought I really want to be a women's wrestler when I'm older I sat watching those dvds and I thought oh my gosh this is what I want to do when I'm older yeah, it's crazy how things come full full circle because Eve was the reason why I got into like independent <gasps> women's wrestling. So I found like no a lot of the UK. Yeah, it was super she down two years ago because I was like, oh my I saw it on the timeline somehow. I was not watching Super Showdown. So I saw Eve was doing a counter to that with Super She Down. And so that's how I found a lot of the UK yes. girls like yourself and Jamie and Jade. And like a lot of those from oh, like wow. even and following a lot of the UK scene. So yeah, shout out to independent well, promotions. <laughs> yes. Well, I actually saw that Eve were going to do be doing a all women's wrestling show. I think it was about two hours away from where I lived. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister again forced our dad to take us and our friend to the first ever Eve show. Oh my God. The first ever one. So I was sat there, I think I was 14 at mm-hmm. the stage. I had the black emo hair. Yeah. And I, so I was sat in Eve's first ever show in their crowd, like absolutely cheering and doing the wrestlers. And again, I just could not believe that there was an entire women's show, mm-hmm. you know, 
two hours down the road from me. It was so inspirational. And there were people like Jetta on it who I'd seen on I Shimmer. And I absolutely love her. So much. I love her so me, much. <laughs> me too. I literally love her. Oh my God. So that is, yeah, I've really followed women's wrestling. And yeah. I just, when I got that first Eve booking, I full circle I cried. <laughs> I think I cried because I was just so happy. And like 14 year old me was couldn't actually believe it oh my god it makes my heart so happy (laughs) like I said everything comes full circle like sometimes you don't imagine the stuff you're doing like growing up I wouldn't have imagined I'm working with some of my favorite people ever oh it's crazy but you talk about like female empowerment and women's wrestling who are some of your female inspirations in your personal or professional life since we're all about hashtag girl power here. Yes. I have a lot of inspirations, really. But I know one of my real predominant wrestling inspirations was Mickey James. Shut I up. Shut absolutely up. loved her. Shut up. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> she was like my all-time favorite. Like, all-time favorite. <laughs> you, you don't and okay we're like the same person minus harry potter (laughs) yeah nightshade we just became best friends like now i work with mickey james with god and stuff like that so like like you said coming full circle with like working okay did we just become best friends we'll we'll forget harry potter forgive me (laughs) okay Oh my god. Okay, you said you have more though, but Mickey James was a huge one. Who are some of your others yeah. in your personal or professional life? Sorry, I just I, I love her so huge, much. She was like my all-time favorite. Okay. And no one else really came close to her, but I definitely yeah. appreciated mm-hmm. what they were doing, you know. And it's funny because I actually controversially really loved Lay Cool, even though they picked on my girl Mickey and it f- really did. It really did hurt me. Mm-hmm. The characters. Yeah. How Gotta they give were, credit. They just felt so in sync, you mm-hmm. know? And similarly, I loved the beautiful people in TNA. The beautiful mm-hmm. people. I thought their character work was so funny. They were so great. I really enjoyed them both in and out of the, outside of the ring. And again, being a tag team, even from a young age, I was always drawn to Mm -hmm. the tag teams. And I think when you have someone you can bounce off of, it makes it so, so much better. Yeah. Okay. This night. uh, Oh, my God. Beautiful People was the first (laughs) like women I ever saw on TNA. Like how, how I found TNA, they were doing this like knockouts night or on like this knockouts night special or something. And then, so I yeah. found the beautiful people. So they were my introduction to TNA and women's wrestling. And then the next week, Jeff Hardy debuted literally like in perfect. Oh. Like I kid you not. Oh, so, amazing. okay. We're okay. That's cool. Like the pink. I yeah. absolutely loved watching TNA and WWE mm-hmm. when I, I was growing mm-hmm. up. Like loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me so happy. Okay. I approve. I approve. <laughs> now and I love Sting. I absolutely love Sting and TNA. Like, wow. Yeah, it I I watched for a while till probably like mid 2010s. And then I like we saw aces and eights, like that whole thing. Like what was yeah. when I was watching? And then like you had beer money, motor Ma- city machine guns, you had AJ Styles, oh, the fortune. Yeah. Oh my God, bringing me back. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh man. Okay. So we have a pretty similar childhood with wrestling. That's pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, really similar by the sounds of it. Oh my god, that is awesome though. Now, wrapping things up though, obviously the state of the UK and the world has been crazy. Um yeah. so perhaps what are some of your personal or professional goals for this next year assuming the world somehow goes back to semi-normal? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I think here in the UK, I know we have now plans to come out of lockdown and things, but I'm 
for my own well-being, I'm trying to take them with a pinch of salt and not get my hopes up too much. So I think this year I would just be really, really happy to be able to have a show. To be able to wrestle on a show would really make my year. Um, I don't care who or where it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just to be able to wrestle would be really amazing. And I think as well to just carry on trying to be happy and just trying to enjoy and really make the best out of life. I think that's one thing that COVID has really made hit home for a lot of people that you really can't take what you have for granted. And I feel one after wrestling being taken away from us all and not being able to do it, I feel so much more passionate about it now after I never ever wanted to have a break or I've never not wrestled since I started doing it but being forced not to be able to and being forced to stop has just made me realize that this is really really what I want to do in my like entire life and what I want to dedicate my time to so I just want to be able to do it in any capacity really yeah it's been it's been a lot of ups and downs obviously this time is been able to you've gotten to know people through like interviews and social media and stuff and it's forced people to be creative but a lot of it has been like emotionally stressful and overwhelming that's just putting it lightly so I am glad though that you still somehow tried to find that positivity in life and that you are such a positive person because not a lot of people are as optimistic as you are so I really really like that that's really empowering to me yeah I think it is a really difficult thing and when you it's hard to get into that frame of mind yeah and it really is all a mindset you know but I think it always will get better and you know if you're down put some wrestling on Mm -hmm. and just do what you can in that moment to make yourself happier and surround yourself with the people that truly love and care about you and you know we all deserve so much happiness and we all deserve to treat ourselves with happiness and respect just like we would other people so yeah I think it's such an important thing especially in this day and age with you know mental illness and things it's really really a big really pertinent a big thing. yeah yeah I love that though. Wise words of nightshade. (laughs) Now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you and your merch on your social medias? Yes. So I am nightshade wrestler on Instagram, nightshade PW on Twitter. And I also have a Facebook page, which is nightshade wrestler, although I don't post on it all that much. Um, I also have a big cartel which is nightshadewrestler.bigcartel.com, I believe. Yes. And I also, new to lockdown, have a Patreon too, which you should be able to find if you just put in Nightshade Wrestler. So. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Nightshade. It's been a lot of fun. And again, I am honored to officially mark down in your books that it is your first interview. So thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I've had so much fun. I know. What a time.